0: for the opportunity to come before you. We pray, Lord, that you give us of your spirit to teach us. Give us receptive hearts. We pray, Lord, give us divine understanding. Anoint our ears to hear your word and bring us understanding in the name of Jesus. Open our eyes, O God, that we will behold wondrous things out of your law. We are grateful, Lord. We are thankful, In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Why don't you clap your hands together for the (laughs) Lord as you take your seats. Now this afternoon, um, because it is our Valentine's Sunday, since today is our Valentine's Sunday, I think it's just appropriate that we also take the opportunity to talk about love. Isn't it a good thing that we talk about love? Amen. Say love. Love. (laughs) Amen. Amen. It's a very powerful word that we throw around so often. Hallelujah. So, yeah, we want to talk about love. And um, how many of you receive some kind of love on Valentine's Day? Some form of love. <laughs> it's a day that we show love to people that we love. Isn't that so? It is a day that we express love to the people that we love. And um, we send messages. I receive a very powerful message. Somebody sent me a message. A message that was overwhelming love. <laughs> it, was, it was so many love that I, I could not, I was just dazzled. <laughs> wow. That is Valentine's Day. And it's also a world's day of fornication, it's an international day of fornication, a day that many people commit fornication. Oh, you didn't know that. It's um, a record-breaking fornication day in a year. So we want to talk about love, and we are going to um, listen to a message that Jesus would most likely preach if he was to preach on a Valentine's Day. We would like to hear what Jesus would say about love if he's offered the opportunity or he's allowed or he's welcome to talk about love on a Valentine's Day. And um, this is a real Christian message. Hallelujah. It's um, a very spiritual message meant for spiritual people. Hallelujah. It is difficult to accept it, but if you are able to accept it and obey it, it comes with great blessings. Jesus said in John chapter 14, verse 23, he said something, and he said, Jesus replied, anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. As your neighbor, do you love Jesus? What's the answer? Ask again, do you love Jesus? (laughs) He says, anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. My Father will love them and we will come to them and make our home with them. He says, anyone who does not love me will not obey my teaching. So ask your neighbor again, do you, love Jesus? do you love Jesus? He says, anyone who does not love me will not obey my teaching. These words you hear are not my own. This is Jesus. He says, these words you hear are not my own. They belong to the Father who sent me. So, What we are about to hear, what we are about to listen is from Jesus coming from the Father. And he says they are not his own words, but they are from God. There's no one who can tell us the mind of God more than Jesus Christ himself. So I want all of your attention for just a few minutes no phones, no WhatsApp, don't attend to your phones. And also, I want you to receive the message for you. Amen. Amen. Don't think of anyone else. This is not a type of message that you wish that some people were here to hear. Receive it for yourself, and do not pass it on. So, to n- this afternoon, or this afternoon, this Sunday, our Valentine's Sunday, I want to talk about love your enemies. Love your enemies. You see, it is very easy to say I love you on a Valentine's Day to a person that you love. It is very easy to send a nice message to someone that you love. But what would Jesus say? Turn with me to Luke chapter 6 and verse 27. Luke chapter 6 and verse 27. He says, But I say unto you which hear, I say unto you which hear. Now let's pause for just a moment. Right here, we realize that not everyone who comes to church is ready to hear. Isn't that so? You know, if you read from the beginning of this chapter, Jesus has come. This is when he has prayed. He went, to, he went alone to a, a mountaintop and prayed and then chose his disciples. And he came with the disciples. And so many people gathered. If you read a message version, it says there was a large congregation. That means there were a lot of church members. So many people had gathered and he was preaching to them and he came to this part of the message and then he says but i say unto you which hear." so it means that not everyone that was there or everyone that is in church hears it's not everyone who is ready to hear when god is speaking he says the words that i'm speaking they are not mine they are from god But not everyone who hears the word of God or not everyone who is in church is hearing the word of God, is listening to the word of God. There are many people who go to church but have no value, no value at all for the word of God, no value at all. There are many people who are sitting in church Sunday after Sunday but they have no value for the word of God. Hallelujah. So this is Jesus himself. This is Jesus preaching. This is Jesus' sermon. And he's preaching and he knows that even as he is preaching, even as he is preaching, not everyone that is in his presence is hearing. And so he says, I say unto you, which hear? Amen. So not all Christians or not all church goers, Hear the word of God or have value for the word of God? Ask your neighbor, do you hear when God is speaking? God is speaking? Ask again. Speaking? How about that person on the other side? Ask. Amen. The message Bible says, To you who are ready for the truth. That is how he introduced his message. To you who are ready for the truth. Are you ready for the truth? Are you ready for the truth? Ask your neighbor, are you ready for the truth? truth? He says, to you who are ready for the truth. That means this message is only for the people who are ready to welcome the truth. Amen. Amen. You know, I'm so happy to see you, brother. I'm very, very happy to see you. Amen. It's like my Valentine's gift. Amen. Amen. He says, to you who are ready for the truth, Jesus was about to reveal some heavenly truth, unusual truth, quite different from the worldly truth that you are used to, And so he says, he says to you who are ready for the truth. He said, but I say unto you which hear, love your enemies. Love your enemies. Do good to them which hate you. Do good to them which hate you. Now, this is not worldly wisdom. Do you understand? This is not natural wisdom. This is not humanly wisdom. What we have been taught, what we know, what we have grown up with is hate your enemies. Hate those who hate you. Or is it not what we are used to? Is it not what we do? Is it not what we know? What do we do to those who hate us? We don't do good to them. Do we do good to those who hate us? That is not what we do. We don't do good to those who hate us. Even those who love us, it's sometimes difficult (laughs) to do good to them. The ones that we have taken to the altar and say, I will love you till death do us part, it gets to a point sometimes that we don't do good to them. Or it's difficult for us to do good to them. So as for those who hate us. Are you listening to me? Pause for a moment. Go to Matthew chapter 5 and verse 43. Matthew chapter 5 and verse 43. It says, Ye have heard. Ye have heard, that is what you have heard before. Ye have heard that it had been said, Thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thine enemy. That is what you have heard. Love thy neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say unto you, Love your enemies. Love your enemies. Do you understand why he says, I say unto you, who hear? Those who are ready for the truth. Now ask your neighbor again, are you ready for the truth? Because I want to know if we should continue. Amen. He says, "Ye have heard that it had been said, thou shall love thy neighbor. It's easy to love your neighbor. Your neighbor means your friend your loved one, you don't live with your enemies. Your neighbors are usually the ones that you like. As you came to church, you didn't sit by your enemy today. In fact, you saw your enemy dead because of that, you went to sit (laughs) on that side. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? It says, thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thine enemy, but I say unto you, love your enemies. Bless them that curse you. Bless them that curse you. Do good to them that hate you. And pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. Pray for them. Love those who hate you. Do good to those who hate you. People who think evil of you, The Bible says, do good to them. This is Jesus' sermon. It says, pray for them which despisefully use you and persecute you. Hallelujah. So as followers of Christ, this is what we ought to do. On Valentine's Day, this is what we ought to do. Amen. 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 We have heard and seen so many things. We have heard so many things. But God has a different expectation of us as Christians. God has a different expectation of us. And Jesus is now trying to renew our minds as we have come to him. He said there are so many things that we have heard. In this very chapter, if you go back to verse 21, verse 21, he says, "Ye have heard. That it was said by them of old time, your grandmothers and your mothers and your grandfathers. You, it, was said, it was said by them of old time, thou shalt not kill, and whosoever shall kill shall be in danger of judgment. This we know. Then he said, but I say unto you, do you see? So you have heard certain things, but now I say unto you. He said, I say unto you that whosoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of the judgment. And whosoever shall say to his brother, Raka, shall be in danger of the counsel. But whosoever shall say, thou fool, shall be in danger of hellfire. Wow. (laughs) You'll be in danger of hellfire. So it's a renewal of mind when you come to Christ. Verse 27. Verse 27. He says, Ye have heard that it was said by them of old, Thou shalt not commit adultery. How many have heard that before? He says, You have heard by them of old that thou shalt not commit adultery. That is what was originally taught. That is what we know. Then he says, but I say unto you, but I say unto you, that whosoever looketh on a woman to lust after her. On Valentine's Day, the things that are going on in your mind. It says, whosoever shall look at a woman and lust after her. Like we will wish you could do certain things as you are looking at her. Just in your mind, you have not touched her. You have not said anything to her. You have not approached her. In fact, you just look two seconds and you turn away. But what is going on in your mind? The Bible says, you look at a woman to lust after her, had committed adultery with her already in your heart. You see, you have committed adultery with a woman and she doesn't even know. As a woman is walking around, you have committed adultery with her and she has no idea. What a shock. These are people's wives. Adultery. Amen. People's wives. Or you are married and then looking at other women. You are married. You have a wife. And you are looking at other women. You have not even said anything. But you have committed adultery with her already in your heart. Ask your neighbor, are you ready for the truth? Amen. So it means also that, it means also that for the woman also, for the woman as you are also dressing up and you are choosing your, your dress, you are choosing your clothes and then you put it on and you say it's not showing too well. It's not showing. So you switch it. And then you want something that because you have someone in mind you have some guys in mind. Do you understand? And you're saying it's not, it's not enough. This is not, this is not going to do the trick. You are planning to confuse some guys as you are coming. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Or you put on your, your, your blouse and then you look in the mirror and you, you open one button here. You know, and then you pull it like this. And then you look and you say, that's not enough. And then you open a second one. You have something in mind. Look, I know things. I know things. Because you have something in mind. You know, I used to take the four number four train every morning to work. And then there was a couple that would come on the train. I used to work in Manhattan. And there was a couple that would come on the train on 125th Street. And when they come on the train, it's a couple, I mean, the man and the, the woman, whether they are husbands and wives, I don't know. And maybe you have seen them before. They never, they never hold the, the, the poles on the train with their bare hand. They always have some pin in their hand and they hold it not to contaminate themselves. And then the man will get off I think on 59th Street. The man gets off on 59th Street and the woman will continue on. And as soon as the man gets off, the woman opens her blouse and fix herself properly. And I always wonder. (laughs) Why? Amen. So you also, as you are dressing up, and then you have in mind to show certain things, you have committed adultery with certain men already, and we don't know. We don't know. And we don't know. Amen. We don't know. So, when we ask you if you have committed adultery before, you say no. But Jesus is saying you have committed adultery already in your heart. Amen. I believe we are going to fix ourselves from now on. We refuse to commit adultery. Verse 31. Verse 31. He says, it hath been said, whosoever shall put away his wife, let him give her a writing of divorcement. You can easily give a writing of divorcement and put away your wife if you don't like her anymore. That is what was said. Then he says, but I say unto you that whosoever shall put away his wife, saving for the cause of fornication, causeth her to commit adultery. And whosoever shall marry her that is divorced committed adultery. Wow. It's serious. Are you with me? It's serious. This is Jesus' teaching. Verse 33. Verse 33. Again, you have heard that it had been said by them of oath, thou shalt not forswear thyself, but shalt perform unto the Lord thine oaths. You should not swear, just perform your oaths. But I say unto you, swear not at all, neither by heaven, for it is God's throne. Don't swear at all. It is God's throne. Verse 38. It says, ye have heard that it had been said, An eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. That is very easy. An eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. It's like you do me, I do you. I'm not a type that will come after you. I'm not a type that's uh, aggressive type. But if you do me, I'll do you. Is it not fair? You don't meddle with people's business. But if they trample over you, you will trample over them. He says an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. It sounds very fair. It's not eye for two eyes. If you take my eye, I'm not taking your two eyes. I will come after your eye. If you pull one tooth, I will come after your tooth. It's just fair. This is worldly wisdom. The next verse says, But I say unto you, Thou, ye, say, I say unto you, that ye resist not evil, but whosoever shall smite thee on thy right cheek, turn to them the other also. It's not easy. Are you ready for the truth? <laughs> Are you ready for the truth? So somebody smites you, and as you are you are going through the pain, it's not gone yet. But you, you t- the pain you have not finished absorbing this pain yet. You see here also. Amen. And then verse 43, he says, Ye have heard that it had been said, Thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thine enemy. But I say unto you, love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. Hallelujah. Now back to Luke 6 and verse 27. So, Jesus is teaching us what to do with our enemies God's way. How to do or how to treat our enemies God's way. Amen. He says, But I say unto you which hear, Love your enemies, do good to them which hate you. Do good to them which hate you. You see, this is not the usual message that you would want to hear. This is a message that is coming directly from Jesus. Because as of now, your way of handling your enemies is to hate them. It's not to love them. That is what you know. People who disrespect you, you come after them. People who disregard you, you also disregard them. Amen. Amen. People who come after your husbands, you don't love those people. Is that what you do? People who come after your wives, you think the way you handle them is not to love them. Amen. You don't, you don't love people who cheat you. That is not how you handle them. Or people who take your beloved. Somebody has promised to marry you and another person has snatched the person from you. The way you handle that person is not to love that person. Or somebody who has promised to marry you, he has promised to marry you and then he disappoints you and breaks your heart. The way you handle such a person is not loving that person. You don't do them good. Hallelujah. What you do to them is you hate them. You curse them you pray that God will break their legs. Amen. You pray that if they are getting married, there will be rain on that day. You pray that the pastor does not show up on their wedding day. Someone who has disappointed you, your prayer for that person is not shower blessings upon that person. Amen. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Someone who has wronged you, you don't rejoice when the person is happy. When something good happens to the person, you don't rejoice. In fact, you are disappointed and you are sad. Amen. But Jesus says, it must not be so. It must not be so. The Amplified Version says, But I say to you who are listening now to me, I say to you who are listening now to me, in order to heed, Make it a practice to love your enemies. Make it a practice to love your enemies. Treat well or do good to or act nobly towards those who detest you and pursue you with hatred. This is not natural. This is not the natural wisdom. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? And of course, Christianity, unlike any other religion, is not a natural religion. Christianity is not a natural thing. You cannot serve God as a Christian and remain your natural self. Christianity is supernatural. Amen. It's a real spiritual religion. And if you are not spiritual, you cannot serve God. If you are not spiritual, you cannot obey the things of God. The things we are reading right now is not a natural thing. It's not natural wisdom. It is not worldly wisdom. Amen. You cannot be a Christian and remain your human self. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 14, it says, But the natural man... The natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God. When you are in your natural, you cannot receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him. For the natural man, the things of God are foolishness. This will be foolishness. To love your enemy will be foolishness, it is not natural. So, to the natural man, it is foolishness. He says, neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. They are spiritually discerned. So, they are foolishness to, that is why when a Christian is wronged, you see, when a Christian is wronged, the natural man thinks you are foolish when you are doing good to the person who has wronged you. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? Because to him, it is foolishness. To him, it is foolishness. They look at how they are disrespecting you, and you keep showering love, and you keep coming to them with respect. They think you are foolish. What they do not know is that there is a godly factor in you that makes you such a spiritual person that makes you love even your enemies. Hallelujah. We are talking about love on Valentine's Day. Hallelujah. So he says, But I say to you who are listening, in order to heed, make it a practice to love your enemies. Treat well those who detest you. Those who detest. To detest means to dislike intensely. So to see that someone dislikes you with intensity, with passion. The Bible is encouraging you to treat well such a person. Are you with me? It says treat well such a person. Such as, it says to detest means such as wanting to avoid you completely. The person detests you. You you, you, you are like poison in his mouth or in her mouth. He doesn't want to encounter you at all. He says, Example, someone who you see, someone you see someone, and because you are here, the person takes another direction completely. You see, sometimes when we are in church, we say, Go around and welcome somebody. You see? We say, Go around and just welcome somebody. And then one person he has welcomed you four times. Because he's avoiding someone in this line. Whenever somebody welcomes you four times, you know that he has an enemy in the church that he's trying to avoid. Are you with me? So we say, go around and welcome somebody. So as you are coming, you see the person coming, and then you go this way. So you have to welcome this one again. And then you finish, and then you are going, you are coming this way, and then she's come. You, you turn around again. I know things. I know things. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? It's someone who detests you. So he says, such a person, and pursue you with hatred. To pursue you with hatred, it means that the person is chasing you with hatred. It's like nonstop. It's like whatever effort you are making, even to love the person, the person is pursuing you with hatred, showing you that I hate you. And the Bible is saying, do good to such a person, do good to such a person. Hallelujah! Do good to such a person. He says, He detests you. The next verse. The next verse. It's Invoke blessings. Invoke blessings upon and pray for the happiness of those who curse you. Invoke blessings. You see, I'm showing you a very powerful key to doing well as a Christian. Doing well. And I mean supernaturally well. Are you with me? I am showing you a key that can transform your life. You see, because it's not everyone who can do this. And if you are able to do this, if you are able to do this, you are going to receive wealth of blessings. Yes. He says, the words that I'm sharing with you, they are not mine. They are from the Father. Are you with me? He says, Invoke blessings upon and pray for the happiness of those who curse you. So, you see, this is not something that it will come by accident. You have to purposefully, intentionally invoke blessings upon those who hate you. So, those who dislike you, those who hate you, those who curse you, those who desire your downfall, purposefully invoke blessings upon them. Don't wish them evil. He says, invoke blessings upon the people who curse you. Implore God's blessings or God's favor upon those who abuse you, who revile or reproach or disparage, and high-handedly misuse you. See, it's not, you, it's not like you, are, you, you don't know that the people are treating you this way. You know that this person high-handedly misuses you. But the Bible is encouraging you to invoke or implore God's blessings upon such a person. The next verse. It says, to the one who strikes you on the jaw or cheek, offer the other jaw or cheek also. After church, I'm going to try some of you and see. Priscilla, after church, we are going to try and see who can accept the truth. It says, and from him who takes away your outer garment, from him who takes away your outer garment, do not withhold your undergarment as well. <laughs> eh hey, boy, eh. Hey. Jesus is a wild preacher. These are not my words. If you have a good Bible, you'll see that these are all in red. These are Jesus' words. This is a message that Jesus is preaching on Valentine's Sunday. He says, give away to everyone who begs of you, who is in want of necessities, and of him who takes away from you your goods, do not demand or require them back again. And as you would like and desire that men will do to you, do exactly to them. That is the key to do good to your enemies. Amen. Amen. As you would desire that men will do to you, do exactly to them. Amen. Amen. Then he says, if you merely love those who love you, such as on Valentine's Day, When you are sending love messages to those who love you. he says, if you merely love those who love you, what quality of credit and thanks is that to you? We are talking about heavenly credits. He says, if you love those who love you, what quality of credit and thanks is that to you? For even the very sinners love their lovers, those who love them very sinners. Sinners love those, those who love them. People who are unbelievers, they also love those who love them. On Valentine's Day, unbelievers express love to those who love them. So Jesus is saying, what good to you as a Christian, as his follower, what good is it to you if your love is exactly just like the unbeliever, that you also love those who love you? What good, what credit are you accruing in the heavens? Amen. Yes. Are you with me? Yes. It means that the people that you love are the people that you, who love you. The ones that you can express love to are the ones who love you. So it says, and if you are kind and good and do favors to and benefit those who are kind and good and do favors to and benefit you, what quality of credit and thanks is that to you? For even the preeminently sinful do the same thing. Wow. Are you with me? He says the preeminently sinful, that means people who plan to do sin, they are, they are sinful, they have accepted, they are sinful, they also do good to those who do them good. I heard of someone who, Whose husband has hired people, hired some men to kill her. And the woman, they planned to kill her. They made arrangements and they took her somewhere. But the way the woman was relating to them and talking and they were touched. These are preeminently sinful people who have planned murder. And they were going to kill her. So they changed their minds. And they say, we are not going to kill you. Your husband wants us to kill you. <laughs> but we are not going to kill you. Because of how you are. Do you understand? Yes. So if the preeminently sinful people can do good to someone who is good to them. You see, for instance, do you remember when some people flew their airplane to the World Trade Center? You know, I mean, it was in the news or people were saying that even as they were boarding the plane, there were people that looked like them or were from their own place that they told not to board that plane. Wow. Do you understand? They knew what they were going to do and there were other people who were not part of them but they are from their own place who look like them. They can identify someone who looks like them and they told them not to board the plane. That was the Arcada group. Do you remember? So they told them not to board the plane. And so they are preeminently sinful people, but they did good to those who are like them. They did good to those who... So it's your love like an Arcada love. (laughs) That you do good to those who do you good. He says... you are kind and do good and do favors to and benefit those who are kind and do good to you, what quality of credit and thanks is that to you? For even the preeminently sinful people, sinful people, they do the same. There are some of you, you can only do good to people who are like you. Some of you, you don't speak to people who don't speak your language. You don't associate with people who who are not of your color. Amen. You only do good to people who do good to you. Amen. There are some of you, you come from a certain place. Your hairdresser must come from the same place. Your seamstress must come from the same place. Are you understanding what I'm saying with you? whether she knows how to do hair or not, whether she knows how to sew or not. he says, you do good to those who do you good. Your doctor must come from the same place. There are some people there from certain groups. I'm not saying anything. Their doctor is from the same place. Their hairdresser is from the same place. I can give you the names of the doctors and the hairdressers. (laughs) You know that they are from the same place. They go to the same African market. They don't go to any other grocery store. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? So you see, you cannot associate with others who are not like you. He says, what quality of thanks, what credit are you scoring? You can associate with someone who speaks a different language from yours. You can only associate with your tribal people. Or you can only associate with people who have the same color like you. Jesus is saying on Valentine's Day, what good, what credit is this if all your messages were to the people who love you? Are you with me? Or you don't like my message? Ask your neighbor, do you like the truth? Amen. What good is that? What good is that? You see, that is natural, that is the natural person. That is natural wisdom. That is our natural understanding. But what Jesus is teaching us is very supernatural. It is very supernatural. Hallelujah. Verse 34, he says, And if you lend money at interest to those from whom you hope to receive, What quality of credit and thanks is that to you? We are looking for quality of thanks, quality of credit. Even notorious sinners lend money at interest to sinners so as to recover as much. What quality of thanks, what quality of credit is that to you? Verse 35, it says, but love your enemies. But love your enemies and be kind and do good. Doing favors so that someone derives benefit from them. And lend, expecting and hoping for nothing in return, but considering nothing as lost and despairing of no one. And then, say and then. Say "And and then. You see, not everyone can receive this. Not everyone can receive this. He says, and then, and then. Your recompense, your reward will be great. We are talking about great reward. I say we are talking about great reward. Not everyone can do this. Not everyone can receive it. But you want to purpose in your heart that you identify someone who dislikes you and pray blessings, shower blessings upon that person. Someone who, who despises you, someone who, who, who detests you, someone who cannot stand you, someone who pursues you with hatred. Select, find someone in your life who pursues you with hatred, someone who high handedly misuses you, and pray for that person. It says, Your recompense, your recompense, your reward will be great, your reward will be rich your reward will be strong. Amen. Your reward will be intense. Amen. When you are able to rise up against your natural self to love someone who despises you, someone who hates you, the Bible says your reward will be intense and your reward will be abundant. Amen. We are talking about abundant recompense. Amen. We are talking about great recompense. Amen. We are talking about intense recompense. We are talking about great reward. Amen. Hallelujah. Is somebody understanding the word of God? He says, And you will be sons of the Most High. Amen. You will be sons of the Most High. Amen. For he is kind and charitable and good to the ungrateful and the selfish and the wicked. Put your hands together for the Lord. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? But it says... A natural person, a natural person cannot do this. So if you are the kind that you only love the people who love you, you are still natural. You are still natural and there's no God in you. Amen. The spirit of God is not in you. Because he says, not everyone that is hearing, not everyone that is here is hearing. Not everyone that is here is receiving this message. Some people, have, I mean, you are just want to close already. And go home. He said, this is not for me. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? He says, not everyone that is in church." This is a very spiritual message we are sharing. And he says, those who are able, those who are able. He says, "The, the natural man cannot receive the things of the Spirit of God. The natural man cannot handle the things of the Spirit of God. Because they are foolishness to him. It sounds foolish to love someone who hates you. It sounds foolish. You appear foolish. You see, people look at you as if you are blind. They look at you as if you are weak. They look at you as if you are not normal. The way they are treating you, the, re- the, the response is not what you are bringing up. Are you with me? But he says when you are able to rise up, above the natural and do this, your reward, your recompense is great. Your recompense is rich. This is a great key this year to love those who hate you. A great key for a great reward. Oh, there are some some of us that need some great reward. There are certain issues that we are going through that we need a rich recompense. We need an intense recompense. And that comes... By loving someone who hates you. Praying for someone who hates you. To select someone who hates you and going on your knees and imploring the blessings of God for that person. Imploring the favor of God for that person. It says your recompense, your reward is abundant and is intense. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Galatians chapter 6 and verse 9. Galatians chapter 6 and verse 9. I want to read from the New Living Translation. So it says, So, let's not get tired of doing what is good. Let's not get tired of doing what is good. Now, you get tired of doing good when, the, when what you are receiving back is hatred. You get tired of doing good. It wears you down when people are... Treating you the opposite. When people are disrespecting you and you are doing good to them, it wears you down. But the Bible says, let's not get tired of doing what is good. Let's not get tired of loving our enemies. Let's not get tired of praying for our enemies. The people who intensely hate us, let us not get tired of praying for them. At just the right time, say at just the right time. Tell your neighbor, at just the right time. Say, there is a time that is at the corner. At just the right time. He says, at just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessings. I'm not talking about reaping blessings. I'm talking about a harvest of blessings. A harvest of blessing is the blessing that comes season after season. It never stops. A harvest of blessing is follows. It comes season after season. He says, if we do not get tired, if we do not get tired, that at just the right time, if we do not get tired, as they are disrespecting us, if we do not get tired, as they are walking over you, if you do not get tired, as they are intensely showing that they hate you, if you do not get tired, as they are high-handedly misusing you, if you do not get tired. The Bible says, at just the right time, at just the right time, at just the right time. When people are despitefully using you, you, there is a tendency for you to get tired. But if you do not get tired, if you do not get tired, if you can still remain out of your natural self. Because you see, there are certain things that when people do to you, your natural self just teaches you the right things to do to the person. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? There are certain things that when someone says to you, your natural self, it just it comes automatically. The response is not with effort. But it says if you don't get tired withholding, if you don't get tired restraining yourself, if you do not get tired, still smiling, if you do not get tired, still showing love, at just the right time, at just the right time, at just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessings. I said, we will reap a harvest of blessing. You will reap a harvest of blessing if you do not give up. If you do not give up. So he says, therefore, whenever we have the opportunity, whenever we have the opportunity, we should do good to everyone. Whenever we have the opportunity. So if you know of someone who dislikes you, someone who hates you, someone who high-handedly misuses you, it's an opportunity for you to do good. It's an opportunity for you to reap a harvest of blessings. Amen. This is a real Christian message I'm sharing with you. This is not the natural message that you like. I'm sharing the word of God with you. Ask your neighbor again, are you ready for the truth? For the truth. Amen. One more scripture and then we can close. 1 John. 1 John chapter 4. 1 John chapter 4 and verse 7. It says, Beloved, let us love one another for love is of God. Love is of God. And everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. He that loveth not Know it not, God. For God is love. Amen. Amen. I say, God is love. Amen. God is love. Amen. He says, if you do not love, it's not because you are purposed not to love. The reason is that you do not know God. Amen. Amen. No one can love you if they do not know God. Okay. You didn't hear me. I said, no one can love you if they do not know God. No unbeliever can love you because they do not know God. Any unbeliever that tells you I love you is a lie. The Bible says, God is love. God is love. And everyone that loveth, everyone that loveth knoweth God. The reason why you don't love is because you don't have God. You don't know God. You come to church, but you don't know God. Are you with me? I'm sharing with you a very important message. The reason why you have such hatred in your heart, the reason why you can gather people and spoil another person, the reason why you have such personal hatred to destroy somebody's image, to destroy somebody's integrity, the reason why you gather and talk about another person to just mock the person is because you don't know God. There is no love in you. You don't know God. I'm telling you the truth. You don't know God. The reason why you can't love is because you don't have God in you. The Bible says God is love. If you say you love someone, it means you have God in him. Amen. So young ladies, everyone that says I love you and knoweth not God is a liar. Hallelujah. He said, beloved, let us love one another. For love is of God. Love comes from God. Love is not something... You see, we say so much on Valentine's Day, I love you, and throw all kinds of love around. Love is not a heart sign. (laughs) Love is not red and white. Love is not red. Love is not pink. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? Love is not a heart that is shaking. That is vibrating. Love is not heart signs all over the cheek. That is not love. The Bible says, love is of God. And everyone that loveth knoweth God. You don't love because you don't know God. Amen. Let us not cover up what is love. (laughs) Amen. Love is is of God. Love is not even what you say. Love is not what you see. Uh When there is love in you, we feel God in you. When you have love, we experience God in you. When there is love, you have love for the things of God. When there's love in you, you are attractive. You see, the Bible says God is love. God is love. When you say you love, we should see God in you. Amen. Amen. When people come to church and they say, we feel love, we feel there's love in the place, it means that there's the presence of God here. It is not you as a person, it's not your smile. What the smile that is coming from you is because of the God factor that is in you. It's just an expression of your love. But what is really working is the presence of God. Amen. Love is of God. And everyone that loveth. Everyone that loveth. Jesus says, for by this shall all men know that ye are my disciples. When ye have love one for another. When ye have love one for another. Amen. Amen. So on this Valentine's Sunday, I want to entreat you to pursue after some great recompense. Some great reward. Some great blessings, intense blessings, rich blessings by identifying people who hate you and love them. He says, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Love your enemies. Pray for those who hate you. Implore God's blessings for those who curse you, those who despitefully use you. Implore God's blessings. And at just the right time, if we do not get tired. At just the right time, if we do not get tired, you shall receive a great recompense. Put your hands together for the Lord and stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. At just the right time. 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 time. At just the Every right time. Day Lord, we are thankful and grateful for such truths. Revealing to us such heavenly divine truths. Lord, how can we do this except you be with us? How can we do this except you give us of your spirit? In our natural self. In our natural wisdom. In our natural minds. With our natural understanding we cannot love our enemies but today oh god we ask that you give us of your spirit give us of your spirit to help us you say purposefully you say love your enemies for there is a great recompense there is an intense reward there is a rich and a strong and abundant reward lord we desire such rewards We hunger for such rewards. Lord, we need such rewards. Therefore, Lord, give us of your Spirit to help us to implore the blessings of God upon those who curse us, upon those who despitefully use us. Lord, give us of your Spirit to help us in the name of Jesus. We are thankful. We are grateful. On this day of expression of love, On this Sunday that we express love. Lord, today we turn away. Even from those we will love. And we are turning our love, oh God, to our enemies. We are showing love to those who hate us. We are grateful. We are thankful. We glorify your name. We give you honor. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now with all eyes closed and every head bowed you are here this afternoon you are not born again and you are saying pastor pray with me i want to give my life to jesus i want to give my life to christ you say pastor pray with me if you are here if that's your prayer anyone that is here like that i want to pray with you before we leave this place you are saying pastor i want to receive jesus christ in me i want jesus in me i want to be able to love those who despitefully use me You cannot do this on your natural self except Christ be in you. If you are here, you want to be born again. You want to give your life to Jesus. You are saying, if I die, I don't want to go to hell. I want you to lift up your right hand and I'll pray with you wherever you are. If you are here, you want to give your life to Jesus. Lift up your right hand and I'll pray with you. Is there anyone here like that? You want to give your life to Jesus? You want to receive Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. Is there anyone here like that? Please do not leave this place without receiving Christ. Don't leave this place if you have not given your life to Jesus. Is there anyone here like that? Anyone here like that? Father, we are thankful. We are grateful for the gift of salvation. We thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Why don't you clap your hands for Jesus? We believe you've been blessed by this timely and powerful message. We invite you to join us on Sunday afternoons for our Duel of Heaven service and Tuesday evenings for our Word Power service. For more messages by Rev. Brian Krumah, please subscribe to the QFC Bronx North podcast or contact us at 929-247-0738. Stay blessed.